helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we have another interesting show lined up for you. Today's show is about revealing your true self. Yes, have you ever met someone that you feel that there is something there that they're just holding back, that you, you're not allowed to get too close to them, and you feel that there is just something that is not being revealed? Or maybe you are in a situation where you feel as if you can't let your true self be known to others because of fear of being judged, fear of being abandoned, fear of just being despised if so, if others were to know the truth about who you really are. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about revealing your true self, looking at some of the some of the psychological drawbacks if you don't reveal your true self, and what are some of the ways in which you you can get get in touch with your past and review reveal your true self. The passage that we are going to be focusing on today that brings this out is the story in Genesis 45, verse 1 and 2, and it's a well-known story about Joseph and his brothers. By this time in chapter 45, Joseph was already as, had already worked himself to the top in Pharaoh's palace, and his brothers came to him, and we noticed her very well how he hid himself from them. But then there came a time when Joseph realized it was now time to reveal himself to his brother. In other words, there came a time when Joseph got in touch with his past and said, this is who I am. Maybe you have been withholding your true self for a long time, and the time has come for you to reveal who you really are. So in this story, I'll read verse 1 and 2 of chapter 45. It reads as follows. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all his attendants, and he cried out, Have everyone leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him, and Pharaoh's household heard about it. So you know you've had a good cry when it's going to the king, when the, when the king is being told that you are really, you're, you're, you're really wept. And so, so we want to get into this show today, and we're going to bring this to life. We're going to bring this passage to life. We're going to talk about this passage in a way that maybe you haven't heard it talked about before from a psychological perspective, from an emotional health perspective, from a mental health perspective. So stay tuned. But before we get into that, we want to welcome all our first-time listeners. We also want to welcome those of you who have been listening to us faithfully throughout the weeks. And for those of you who are first-time listeners, a bit about Elim. We're a professional counseling organization. We're a non-profit organization. We provide counseling at a subsidized rate, and our, our services are covered by most major insurance companies. You can find out more about us by going to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry 
com or if you would like to call us we can be reached at 613-699-1677 and those of you who are faithful listeners know that i don't do the show by myself but my co-host is here melissa Wagut. welcome melissa it's great to join you again michael as always and with that lead up you've given to this show i'm really really excited to explore this topic with you because um, this is something that's not just something that's happened in the bible as many of the, sh- the shows we've discussed in the past the lessons that we can learn um, and apply psychological principles are just as applicable then as they are today. And there's a lot of people um, who go through things like this, and we really hope that this show touches a lot of people. But before we get into today's topic, you did want to give a brief reminder about the STEPS program that we've discussed in the past few shows. Yes, we, we do have an ongoing STEP program that is geared to help help uh, people get through the the winter blues, as they as they call it, or or seasonal affective disorder, as it's called in in the psychological literature. And so, this program is structured in a way to help you avoid becoming depressed at this time of the year. If you're a person who struggle with ongoing depression, regardless of the time of the year, this program will also be helpful to you as well. And so to register for this program, you can simply give us a call at 613-699-1677. This is a group program, so it's not an individual counseling program. It's a group program that has uh, the built-in elements to it to, to help you deal with all of the areas that you need to attend to in your life to to get you out of depression and to get you living a life that is healthy. And this is not just for the winter. This is, You're going to be learning techniques and tips that is going to help you for the rest of your life. So again, if you're interested in beating the winter blues, if you're interested in overcoming depression that have plagued you, give us a call, 613-699-1677. You can also find out more about the program by visiting our website at elimcounselingministry.com. And again, elim is E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. So as you said, Michael, today's show is all about revealing your true self and getting into touch with your true self. And I'm wondering if you can just describe what kind of things do people hide uh, and that makes that feeling, as you described off the top, sometimes when you're with someone and there's just that barrier, you know they're holding back something, or maybe, as you said, you're that individual hiding something and you just can't open up. What kind of things do you see people hide? Well, some of the things that I've seen in in, in, in my practice or I've heard about uh, through the or I've read about through the literature that I read is things like abortion of the past, uh, secret children, uh, secret affair, even past marriages. So there are cases that I've seen where someone has come from a different country, they have been married before, maybe it was a, a time in their life when they were still very young, and now they are remarried to someone and this person doesn't know about that part of their spouse's life, that they're actually, they are not uh, the first spouse, that they were actually the second spouse. And so things like this can be concealed. And 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 so when you have a situation, whether it be abortion, secret children, past marriages, or past affairs, or, you know, uh, past promiscuous life, you know, I, I've seen whatever it is, this situation creates a lot of stress on the person who is concealing their past self, and it will eventually 
end up in health-related issues because this thing is always going to be at the back of your consciousness and it, it, it's, it's, it's crying to be dealt with. It's screaming out to be, to, be, to be dealt with. And so if you are in this situation, it's good to, to get help in maybe talking with a counselor. And I'm not saying that in, in every case a, a confession needs to be made, but I'm saying that there are cases, that in most cases, there is the need to be able to process this through with another human being and to get professional advice as to how best to deal with this situation. So we have here in the text that we read from Genesis 4 to 5 that Joseph had this trauma that had happened in his past. When he was a young man, 17 years age, 17 years old, he was sold into slavery by his brothers. He was taken to a strange country, and for 20 years he didn't see his, his brothers. And we, we have in, in chapter 45 of Genesis, verse 1 and 2, that when he met up with his brothers again after concealing himself from them for, for, for quite a while, finally he came out and he says, Look, it's me. I am your brother. And what happened in the text after that is very, very profound because we are told that he wept so loudly that the Egyptians who were in the palace heard it and that even the, and even Pharaoh's household heard about it. So in other words, this was a profound moment in Joseph's life where he got in touch with emotions at such a deep level that he was not just crying with a little streak of tears or just running down the side of his face. He was weeping loudly because for 20 years he had carried this thing. He had carried this secret about his past. And nowhere we are told in the scripture that he talked about anyone in Pharaoh's palace about what had happened to him. But in this moment when his past caught up with him and it's revealed, he was able to let that emotion go. He wept loudly. And so he wept so loudly that others heard about it. And so, as you said there, there's not, um, there's consequences that come with these type of actions. As we see in Joseph's case, 20 years of pent up emotions just poured over, as you described there, in this huge release of emotions and crying to the point, as you jokingly said off the top, that even the king knew about this. It was that that profound. So when you're thinking about these type of things, what effects um, does this have on people's emotions long term? So we see it exposed here in Joseph's case where he cried. Right. But what other types of effects are are a consequence of holding in who you really are. Right. So I, I if we if we have this secret that we're carrying, it creates emotional stress. And even though you might not be thinking about it, concealing part of your identity that, that is essentially who you are carries with it with it health risk. Because we know that when you have unresolved emotions that that stress causes your body to be creating stress hormones all the time. Every time you think about something that is unresolved and you feel bitterness or hatred or you feel 
pain because you haven't dealt with it, or maybe you've buried it so far that you don't even think about it anymore, it is still there. And so the research shows that this will this has a, a, a just not, not just an emotional effect, but it affects the body because you will continue to generate uh, unwanted hormones until that thing is resolved. Stress hormones such as cortisol, cortisol until that is resolved. And so uh, there are many people who are carrying illnesses in their body because they have not dealt with they have not dealt with things in their past they have not made the the, the the sins of their past known of they have not resolved it so when we are told in the book of James where it says confess your faults one to another so that you may be healed not that you may be saved not that you may be forgiven but so that you may be healed I think we are onto something there that the psychological literature uh, backs up. So that if we don't talk about the things of the past, if we don't talk about who we really are, and we don't resolve our past with our present, then there is there is going to be emo- not only emotional effect, but there is going to be physical effects as well. So how do you suggest people begin these conversations uh, and bring these issues up so that they don't harbor and stew and create these ill effects? Because the sense I'm getting from how you're describing this is there's actually two types of hiding. There's the hiding from yourself, which you may or may not be aware of. Mm -hmm. And then there's the hiding from others. So how do people address those two areas? Right. So in in the, in the hiding from yourself, sometimes things are, you, you, you develop this, uh, self-defense mechanism that's called denial, where you deny that this has, that this has happened to you, or this is who you really are. So you might have become the, you, you might have tried hard to portray a different a different persona of who you really are. And so when you have that side of yourself that that you have not dealt with, then as I said before, there is going to be this physical effect that is going to be happening to you. But I think people, by creating that energy where they're, they're working, working, working to conceal who they really are, they are, they are not getting in touch with them, their true selves, and they're actually actually affecting the 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 future the the goals or the 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 things that they could achieve by dealing with the past so not only is health affected but relationships with others are affect, affected so if you're carrying stress over these big things then it's not surprising that you might be triggered by small things so uh, maybe you know someone or maybe you have met someone, you're listening to this show today and you have met someone who you're saying, wow, this person is really an angry person. Why is it that they're so upset over these little minor things? Why is it that they make such big deal about just one word that was said at a meeting? I'm not saying in all cases, but sometimes this is a reflection that there are bigger things that they are not dealing with. And these little things are just serving as triggers for those bigger things. And so what other effects are seen? So you've talked about effects on your your health and on relationships. What other effects are seen when people hide who they truly are? So a person who, who conceals themselves, let's talk about the, the first part where they're concealing themselves from, from they're, they're, they're hidden, there's a compartment to themselves that they have not dealt with. So that 
person who has concealed themselves and they are into denial, then what will happen is that they will not be able to appropriate God's blessing in a way that it was meant to be appropriated because they're actually living a self-deceived life in which they're feeling they're making out to be someone who they're really not. And so for us to to come into this place of, of blessing and freedom, we have to get in touch with that true self. So when the Bible says that we, we will know the truth and the truth will make us free, I think this involves that that knowledge of ourself as well, where we can say, this is who we really are. And we can get in touch with that and make peace with that. And I'm not saying that in every case you have to make an open and public confession, but I think it has to be dealt with because living in denial of that of that true self isn't isn't healthy. So how what I guess what kind of behaviors do you see in people who are hiding themselves either from their own self or from others? What kind of behaviors do you see them express? I guess you mean by that the way in which they... They, they cope they, with they, the hiding, they, I guess. They, they hide ways in which they hide. Exactly. Yes. So for, for, for some people, it's just simply keeping busy. You, they they just have to keep doing things. They have to keep going. They can keep steady. There are people who, who have developed OCD tendencies where things have to be kept in a in, in a particular order or it has to be neat and it has to be arranged in a certain way or they become become germophobic where they they're they're actually very concerned about the cleanliness of, the cleanliness of things to the point where they can't touch certain things these are sometimes the mind way of saying I don't want to deal with the real issues. I don't want to get in touch with who I really am because if I am to do so, it's going to be too painful. So by becoming busy, by distracting themselves with these other activities such as cleanliness, it's a way of detracting. But I also find too, Melissa, that uh, sometimes spirituality can be a way of distracting. So someone who has a a skeleton in the closet, a particular type of skeleton in the in, in the closet, might become an advocate that speaks out very strongly against the very thing that they have not dealt with. And the the, the Ted Haggard story is a is a is 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 an example of that, where as a child, Ted Haggard, that famous evangelist, uh, was he was sexually molested as a child, and he became a spoke spokesperson against homosexual sins and against gay marriages. And then it came out that someone that he was having, a, a male that he was having an, a, a sexual relationship with in his adult life, saw, saw one of the videos of him preaching against homosexuality and says, that's the person that I'm sexually involved with. And we all probably have heard about the scandal of Ted Haggard. And what came out after that is that Ted Haggard came forward and said, I had this skeleton in my closet that happened to me as a child that I didn't dealt with. And it was that scandal that forced him to reveal his true self. What was interesting, though, from the Ted Haggard story is that his daughter came out afterwards and said, I like this version of my dad much better than the, the previous version 
because now I can relate to him. I can see him as a human being with flaws just like I have. Before, he was just this perfect religious man that I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't uh, associate, I, I couldn't uh, really deal with. And so, Religion is a way, is another way in which we try to cover up. We put forward this religious front, but don't be deceived. Sometimes religiosity is just a mask to say, "I have a lot of skeleton here of a lot of things that I haven't dealt with." And we see how strongly Jesus spoke out against the Pharisees, and he he he, he called them uh, whitewashed to whitewashed. Tombs. In other words, they were just tombs that were painted over. In other words, there is some skeleton behind there. It might look good on the outside, but there are some things there in the closet underneath that have not yet been dealt with. So religion in our Christian circle is a cloak. Many people within our circle, in our Christian circles, they have they have used their their faith as a way of saying, I don't need to deal with my past. It's all taken care of. And those of us around them is going, no, there's something wrong here. You might think that it's dealt with, but the way you're acting make us see that there is something wrong. And I think the other thing that comes about in Christian circles sometimes, unfortunately, um, is we foster that environment that encourages that hiding. Um, if you're just joining us, we are listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. We're on every Monday morning at 930 you're being uh, you're listening to the voice of Melissa Waggett as well as Michael Hart and today we're covering the topic of revealing your true self and we're looking at the story of Joseph from Genesis 45 verse 1 to 2 and how Joseph hid himself and the consequences of that but also how we often in today's day and age do hide ourselves in this the consequences from that but more importantly how you can get help and um deliverance from that. If you're just joining us, Elam Counseling Ministries is a Christian counseling service. If you have questions about our ministry or if you need help, you can reach out to us by phone at 613-699-1677 or you can always check out our website at elamcounselingministry.com. It's E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. So I was just saying there, Michael, um, I think sometimes as well in Christian circles, we create an environment that encourages people to hide because of the fear of shame of revealing who you really are yeah. or to say, I've actually made a mistake. Right. Sometimes it's easier to say, oh, I made my mistake before I was a Christian. Right. But when you've started on your faith journey and you've you've been saved and everything's supposed to be great and you're living the quote unquote walk and you've made a mistake, sometimes it's hard to... It's, to hard, share that. it's hard to come forward and say, I'm not this perfect person that you see on Sunday morning. Exactly. I have this thing that I am struggling with. This is my true self because we are afraid of being judged. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you're to go to the whole church on Sunday morning and go to the platform and say, you know, pastor, I have something to announce and make this announcement. That the line would be too long, I think, in <laughs> yes, most churches, you know, actually. Oh, this is me, you know, I struggle with so-and-so, or I had a child before I got married, but my husband doesn't know about it. I'm not saying that you need to do that, but what I'm saying is that you need to deal with it in such a way that you are at peace with, with who you are. You have made peace with it. You have dealt with dealt with it, and you're not just concealing it and hiding it in a way that it's even hidden from you and you're living this lie and pretending to be someone that you are. Because some of those people who are living that kind of a life where they're hiding the self, they're the most judgmental people that you can you can find on the planet. Because every time that they hear of someone else who is 
caught up in something that reminds them about themselves, they become angry at that person because don't remind me that I was like you at 17 years old. Don't remind me that I was sexually promiscuous. And so the judgmentalism and the condemnation that they speak of about people who are in sin is actually a way of saying, I don't want to be reminded. I don't want my true self to come out. So in the in the parable that Jesus told of the unforgiving servant, we see an example of that. Where the servant that was forgiven an enormous amount of money, he went out and he saw another person that owed him just a small percentage, less than 1% of what he owed. And the Bible tells us that he got so angry at this other person that owed him that he held him by the throat and said, pay me what you owe me. So this man who had been forgiven an enormous debt was so judgmental and ready to to, to, to inflict punishment on someone who owed him because that person reminded him of his troubles that he was in. And so he's taking out that frustration on the other servant. So what are ways people can um, begin to work through this and to find or reveal their true self so that they can be at peace? Well, I think like David, you like, like Joseph, rather, in the story in Genesis 45 that we read at the beginning of the show, you have to... Uh, bring your past to life. You have to get in touch with your past. Joseph's past was before him in living colors. His brothers were there. And I think it's because of that fact that he was able to say, this is my past. These were the people that sold me into slavery that I haven't seen for 20 years. And it was that vivid connection with his past that got him to be so deeply in touch with his emotion that we are told that he wept so loudly that everyone in the palace heard and that news of his, his, his weeping went to Pharaoh. Uh, and so I think one of the ways in which you can do that is that you might not be able to have your past come to you the way that Joseph did, but, but by one of the ways you get in touch with your past is by writing it out. Instead of denying it, we have this tendency to bury and to pretend it didn't happen. But you can simply start by, by writing out, when I was this years old, I did this terrible thing. This happened, or this terrible thing happened to me. These were the circumstances. This is who was involved. And as you begin to write that narrative of your story of what happened, this is a way of bringing it to life. It's so interesting that when I have clients do exercises like this in sessions and they bring it in and they start saying, yes, you know, I was, I was 16 years old. I got pregnant, I had this abortion, and they start talking about it. Sometimes for the first time in 25 or 30 years, like Joseph, they begin to weep. They begin to get in touch with their their past. So I guess writing it out is, is a good way. Another way that you can get in, in touch with your past in, instead of writing it out is by just telling your story to someone. I have clients sit and talk about your past, and when you talk about your past with someone, be as vivid as you can about the about the, the details. I, I don't mean you need to get into the gory details of like sexual things or anything like that, but just in terms of the, how old you were 
where you were when this happened, what were some of the circumstances in your life, and so forth. And even some specific uh, description of, of the place where it happened. I find those things can be very helpful. And I'm seeing that we are quickly out of, out of, out of time today, Melissa. But if you'd like to talk more to us about this topic of revealing your past and what are some of the ways in which you can, other ways in which you can do so, give us a call at 613 699 1677 or you can uh, go listen to this podcast if you have missed the first part part of this podcast you can listen to it uh, at our website at elimcounselingministry.com elim is spelled e-l-i-m counseling with two l's ministry.com it was great joining you today michael and we really do encourage you to reach out if you need help in this area absolutely i think this show is going to bring freedom to someone because maybe you've been carrying this thing this shame that is not yours to carry and it's yours to let go and god wants you to bring yourself to this point where you can say to someone this is who i am this is who this is what i have done and let go of the guilt let go of the shame and begin to live your life in freedom. I'd also like to, to remind our listeners of the the Steps Depression Group. If you'd like to be a part of the, the group, this group to help you deal with the depression of that's a part of this season for many, call us at 613-699-1677. And again, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. It was fun. And stay tuned next week when we'll be on the air again at, at, at 9.30 a.m. on Monday. Until next time, this is your host, Michael Art of Elam Counting Services, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.